Wake up, it's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. It is all of September. I keep saying August, September 7th. I have a few birthdays in my life coming up. So I think one of my friends is her birthday today. Pretty sure. But hello and welcome to the morning motivation. I am your host, Brittany Daniel. I hope you guys are well. I hope you guys are doing well out there. Let me know in the in the comments in the shout outs. Let me know so you can shout you out. This uh, live stream is all about helping you get a daily dose of motivation with a little sprinkle of God on top. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you guys for joining me today. We are continuing our readings in A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Yesterday, we talked about just being more like God, being more like Jesus. And then this chapter is how we grow. God wants us to grow like Christ in everything. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Pretty short chapter and we'll get into some more things. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, if you guys did not know, my ebook and course dropped yesterday or um, Monday. So go ahead and click the link down below if you want more information. It's how to be more consistent and disciplined. And it is geared towards my women out there. So you learn how to be consistent and disciplined, get to your goals without losing, you know, your feminine touch or whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and so in the ebook or excuse me, in the course, you get the ebook and an audio affirmation that I absolutely love. So check that out. And if you just want the ebook, then the ebook is there for you as well. So everything is linked below. And if you forget, then you can go to BrittanyTheHost.com up top, go to shop and shop will take you directly to that link as well. So let's say our morning prayer. Um, do we have any other announcements today? I think that's it. Um, we're going to jump into our morning prayer, then jump right into the shout outs and get into it. Let me know if there's anything special going on, if it's a birthday, if you have something great coming up, you guys can also promote yourselves in the comments. I do not mind because you guys are my family, my internet family. And I just want to thank you for being here each and every weekday. And for those of you who are listening on my podcast, thank you guys for tuning in. It means a lot. And I have some interesting things coming to the podcast. So I'm excited about that. Um, let's jump into this morning prayer. If you are not spiritual or religious, or you do not subscribe to the Christian faith, I hope that it is okay that I pray for you anyway, and that you'll stick around and you may learn something. Um, yeah. So dear heavenly father, thank you for waking us up again for another day. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship on the internet. I pray that everyone listening gets something that they can take with them and use in their everyday life. And I also pray that you are ordering their steps. You're seeding purpose into their life and that they are executing purpose and listening to your word and listening to your ear. Your darling son, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I hope that we're out there listening. I was listening to Sarah Jakes Roberts today. One of my favorite preachers. She is the wife of uh, Torre Roberts and the daughter of T.D. Jakes. And when I say, um, it's called Rise, Slay, and Eat. It was, it's really, really good. And before I get into the shout outs, it was basically, she was basically talking about um, Peter and how Peter had to let go and shed of shed who he was in order to become God, what God wanted him to be. And I wanted to talk to, a little bit about that today. So before we jump into that, 
And before we jump into our readings and everything, let's go ahead and do the shout outs. So if this is your first time watching, let me know where you are watching from. I would love to know. Good morning, Cooking with Raw. Good morning, Miss Debbie. Good morning, KK, Grand Rising. Good morning, Turquoise. Hey, Turquoise, haven't seen you in a while. I hope you guys, I hope you are good. Good to see you. Hey, Destiny, happy Wednesday. Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Kayla. How are you? Good morning, Melanin, honey. Good morning, she Amber. What up, D? Good morning. I'm loving the glam. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I have been, you know, just in my little beauty bag lately. Been inspired by Miss Six. And, you know, it helps me just stay together during the day. So thank you. I appreciate it. And this is really a light beat. If you guys want um, any of these, like, my face and hair things, let me know and we will record them on Patreon. Um, yes, I'm stealing that from six because, you know, I admire her and I think that she's dope <laughs> and I think it's just smart. So if you guys want this look, this is not a beauty channel. If you guys want to know the inside scoop on what I do, what I use and all of that, we will do that over on my Patreon. You guys just let me know and I will make that happen. Morning cooking with raw. Good morning, Chels. Long time no see. Hey, <laughs> I'm back. Absolutely. So happy to, so happy that you're here. Good morning, she Amber. Good morning, Nana. Good morning, Dang, Dang Dion. Good morning, Queen. Oh, thank you. I know. Hello, September, hun, Dion. <laughs> oh, y'all said she Amber. My bad. My bad. <laughs> yes. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning, Lindsay. And good morning, May. Hey, May. I haven't seen you in a while, too. I love the mustard color. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, just to dive into it. So Sarah Jakes Roberts were ta was talking about Peter. And one thing that I loved about the message is she said, good morning, such a lady. She said that God came to Peter and said, Hey, I have a mission for you. I have something that I want you to do. And Peter was like, I hear you, but I don't do that. Like whatever you're telling me to eat, whatever you're telling me to, I really, that's not really what I'm on. That's not, that's against what I stand for. I've never done that my whole life. That's just something I'm not doing. I don't want to do. And God was challenging Peter to get out of his own way and stop telling, you know, stop telling God what he wasn't doing and what he was used to in order to become who God needed him to be for his mission and his purpose in his life. And when just listening to the story and just listening to her preach, I will actually share it on my community page. Let me share it right now so I don't forget. I think I shared it on Sunday because this was the this was the sermon that I listened to on Sunday. Um, this was the um, message I listened I to on Sunday. Uh oh, hold on, hold on, Sarah. <laughs> uh, so I just shared it on my community page. So when you guys get a moment, you can check that out. And I always share um, really good videos. If you guys look on my YouTube channel, click over to community page, and I share. Videos I think are really good. I make announcements there. If there's any ever not like a morning motivation, I'll post it there. So make sure you guys are checking that out. But uh, one thing she was saying was that I, I, I re that really resonated with me and I wanted to share it because it may resonate with some of you is we often miss. Well, I won't say we often miss our blessings. I feel like we can miss our blessing if we are not if we are not focused on what God has us doing versus what we've always done or what we want to do or what we, we think we should do or what we plan on doing. 
we can have like all of these things made up in our minds, right? Like, oh, I'm going to be a CEO. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. This is what I want. We go into prayer and we give God a laundry list of all the things that we want him to do and a laundry list of all the things that we want him to accomplish for us, not knowing that those same things could be the reason why our blessings are blocked or why we're not getting to where we want to be or not getting to where we want to go um, or where we're destined to go, really, because we've talked about this before. But ultimately, the destiny God has for us is, is going to override anything that we we want, anything that we have. Fulfilling our purpose here on life is the most impactful thing that we can do. And the reason why I believe that we're here. I don't know why in the grand scheme of God's creation, he created the planet and he has us here and he has us living these lives and gives us free will. I have no clue. I feel like we may not know until we we leave this planet. But what I will say is everybody has a purpose. Everybody on this planet, there's something in us that God wants us to fulfill. And it could be big or small. And at times we can get in our minds what we want what we're seeking, the life that we want to live, doing the things that we want to do. We could get so caught up in all of the noise and distractions of the world instead of really tapping into God. And sometimes God will give us a little tap. Like he'll be like, hey, all right, now I've, I've let you do you for a minute. I let you do you. Now it's time for you to do what you're called to do. And we'd be like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna be over here with this man. I'm gonna be over here with this job. I'm gonna be over here doing what I want to do. I'm going to the river tomorrow. I'm going to the yacht. I'm going to the boat. You hold on. You gotta wait. We often treat God and our purpose as if it's something we can delay and something we can put off. And the thing that's funny about God, and I think Sarah Jakes Roberts said this too. Even though everybody has a purpose, I personally believe if you are not ready for your assignment, he's going to give it to somebody else. He's going to be like, oh, you're not ready? Okay, I can't delay this. I'm going to give it to this person. And I'll give you guys a, a few instances. Remember when I was having delays with my ebook in my in my course, right? I wanted to, to come out on my birthday. Um, I was having some technical difficulties. Things were taking longer than I expected them to take. Like the things were done, but I had to, I had a few things to do on the back end. And it was really stressing me out. And for an instance, I was like, man, I don't even know if I want to finish this. I was really hitting a wall. Like that's what happens anytime you're on a mission to complete something, the devil will creep in or your mind will creep in and just be like, oh, you know what? And give you all of this negative feedback and static to deter you from doing and executing what you were called to do. And um, I just kept seeing Everything that I was talking about in the ebook, in the course, I started hearing people say it. I started seeing it everywhere. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's getting done. Like, no, because I'm not about to miss out on my blessing and miss out on what I was called to give to the people and what I was supposed to do and, and miss my mark. Have you ever had an idea? And this is how you know it's happened to you before. Have you ever had an idea? It could be like a million dollar idea or a great idea that comes to you, or maybe you were supposed to write a book or a story. Or start a, uh, and then you had an invention or start a business or whatever the case may be. And let me know in the comments if this has ever happened to you, because I cannot be the only one. You have this idea, you tell somebody about it, or maybe you don't, and you just don't do it. And then about a couple months later or a year later, you see somebody else either make a YouTube video about it or release a book, good morning, or do exactly what you were you thought about doing, 
this has happened to me a few times in my life. And it's just like, to me, that was proof. And let me know if y'all have ever been there. To me, that was proof like that was something that you were called to do. But because you didn't do it, God gave it to somebody else. I definitely believe his purpose is going to be fulfilled with or without our help. I definitely don't believe that he waits around for everyone. Either you're going to get on the train or you're not. And not to say that you can't get your blessing, not to say that you can't do something else or that he won't give you another idea or that all is lost when you don't answer the call. I don't believe that. But I do believe that if we do not execute on the things that he has implanted in our heart, if if if, if we don't step up to the plate, that he's going to just pass that that idea on to somebody else because it has to be fulfilled. It has to it has to come to fruition. You know, there's certain things I was watching. Y'all watch Riverdale <laughs> and in season six. It's really crazy uh, and it's really counter counter to a lot of the things that I truly believe in real life. I just know it's like make believe and stuff like that. But um, in season six, there's uh, this time travel and um, this one young lady was trying to stop. Uh, she went back to 1966 and she tried to stop the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King. I believe that was 1966. Am I tripping? I think that's the year. She was trying to go back and, and, and stop the assassin, assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King. And every attempt she had, she tried to call the FBI, couldn't get through. She tried to drive. She tried to go to Memphis and get on a bus. The bus broke down. And one person said that there are certain markers in time that just cannot be, that cannot be erased. And I believe in that. Like, and, and, and that's, I know that's a show and that's really like, you know, foo-foo, whatever. But I do believe like there are certain things that just have to happen because God meant them to happen. Whether we do them, execute them or somebody else does, there are certain things that are just meant to happen and will happen because that's God's true purpose for our lives. And Tracy says, been there, unfortunately. We all have. We all have. Okay, with 68. Thank you. Thank you, Touch of Terry. With 68. Thank you. Um, we all have. We definitely all have. So it's not anything to beat yourself up up, up about. But it's definitely to be aware, right? I think that that we have to be aware of when we get those inklings from God, when God is calling us to do something, when God is like saying, "Hey, it's time," or "Hey, uh, you know, I'm nudging you. It's 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 time to go." I think that there's something beautiful in that. And even though we might not be ready, like Dan Dion said, it's all I always do to self doubt. Here's the thing, and this is something else Sarah Jakes Roberts was saying: God doesn't always give you; He gives you the vision. But he doesn't always give you how it's meant to execute or how you're supposed to execute it. You know, sometimes he just gives you the vision, right? Sometimes he'll just give you the 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 picture in your mind of the family or the picture in your mind of the house or the picture of the mind of the business, the picture of the mind of, you know, the ministry or whatever you're called to do. Everybody has a different calling on their life. Everybody has a different thing. And none, none is greater than the other, but that's why we have to stay in prayer and ask God for discernment and ask God for clarity and to order our steps and things like that. He's going to just give us the vision a lot of times. We can, and and, and here's the thing. Remember, we talked about you could question God, but there are certain things where it's like your trust has to come in. If he has never left you or forsaked you, right? If he has always been by your side, if he's always made a way, if he's always showed up, if he's always, 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 always. And a lot of times not in the ways that we want, right? Sometimes we'd be like, dang, did you, did you get my prayer? I know I prayed it. 
No, I prayed about two weeks ago and I still ain't received my prayer. God don't work on Amazon time, right? He is not a two day delivery type of individual or type of being, excuse me. God don't work like that. He works on his own perfect time because his, his, uh, his quantitative time is not the same as ours, right? So he doesn't work on our time schedule, but God's timing is imperative to the things that he wants us to do is imperative to the execution, but he will not always give us all of the details. We kind of talked about this too a little while ago is, you know, he doesn't give us Ikea instructions where it's like step one, do this, step two, do this. Sometimes he just says, do it. And what we have to do is pray for to him to order our steps and pray that he'll bring the right people, right resources in to help guide us. Because if he gave you the vision, if he gave you the inkling to do something, if he gave you, um, if he gave you just the purpose, he's going to make way for it to come to pass. If you do your part, he's going to, it's been, it, y'all, it has been times where I'm like, oh, I want to do this. And then I'll have people say, oh yeah, this is what I do. And I'm like, I've been looking for you. You're exactly what I've been looking for and waiting for. Okay, cool. When I'm, when I have the resources, I'm going to definitely hire you. Or when I have this, I'm going to hire you or do whatever the case may like add you to the mix because I need you. And sometimes just us putting it out there and starting to get the momentum going, people and resources and things just start coming into our lives. You'll stumble upon the YouTube video. You'll have a conversation while you're out and somebody will be like, oh, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And you're like, I've been looking for exactly what you do. Things will just start happening for you, but you have to start moving. Nine times out, he doesn't give us a roadmap. This ain't Doherty Explorer. You know what I mean? He doesn't do like, oh, the you know, backpack, get the map. I don't know. I don't have children. I miss that era. I don't know. <laughs> I was I was older when Dora came out, but I know that there's a map and the map would tell them where to go, right? Or something like that. So he doesn't always do that. He doesn't always give you a clear map or a clear sense of direction. Sometimes it's just a feeling. Sometimes it's just a nudge. And if you need clarification, pray about that. Like, hey, is this what you're telling me to do? Or is this my brain? Is the devil like, who is this telling me to do X, Y, and Z? And you pray about it. You get clarity and you move forward. And each step that is ordered for you, there will be revision uh, provisions for you. There will be things placed in front of you to help you get that dream, get that vision off the ground. But you have to make sure that you're taking the steps. If we sit there and we're stagnant because of fear. And what are we fearful of, to be honest? That we're not going to execute. If God told you to execute it, it's going to happen if you just keep doing the work. And that's what I have to tell myself. And that's what I, I want you all to like think about. If he told you to do, as long as I don't quit, as long as I don't stop then I should be good, right? Like then everything has to work out. It might not work out in the way I think it's going to work out, but it's going to work out in its own perfect timing because it has to, he told me to, like it's it, it's a win-win. But if we go off of our own fruition, like we're human beings, human beings, we're fickle. Human beings are fickle. We're fickle, we're hot, we're cold, we're this, we're that, we're up, we're down, we're happy, we're sad, you know? <laughs> We're fickle, but God's dreams and, and destiny for our lives, big, small, powerful, or whatever, it's it's it is what it is. Like it's it's omnipotent, it's 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 everything. There's nothing that he can't do, there's nothing that he can't help us with. So we just have to continue to order our steps. 
we just have to continue one step in front of the other in order to have the dream come to pass, order for the vision to come to pass. And if we're anything, we can't be like Peter. Peter was kind of like, well, he ended up doing it. Peter was like, no, I don't do that. I don't eat that. I don't do that. <laughs> and some of us are stuck in, and what Sarah Jakes was saying, is that some of us are so stuck in who we were, maybe our religious beliefs, maybe how we were raised. We're so stuck in what we are, quote unquote, what we've adapted, what we've hold, held on to, that we might miss our calling. You know, sometimes he'll send you into the abyss, so he, so she said. You know, you guys got to go listen to it. I don't want to mess up her words. But sometimes he'll send you into unruly places or have you meet with unruly people or not always align with what's so divine and what we think is a, is so perfect in order for your for your purpose to be fulfilled. Everything isn't going to be rainbows and sunshine. Every single situation isn't going to be like paved with gold. This is in heaven. You know what I mean? Everything is going, not everything that we're, we are faced is going to make sense. But that's why prayer is so important. That's why discernment is so important. That's why asking him to order our steps is so important. Because we need to make sure that, hey, I'm going the right way, right? Okay. And you'll know the more you lean on him, the more you trust God, the more you talk to him, the more you spend time with him, his, his vision for your life will just get clearer and clearer. Or at least it, it'll feel that way. I can say for myself, it definitely feels that way. And he'll make provisions for those things to come to pass. You won't have to put him down or, you know, forget about him in order for that to happen. You know, we get so wrapped up in our jobs and our, in our, in our daily lives and the things that we want. That sometimes we forget to tap in. It's like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. But what I don't want for me is to get to heaven and God be like, I don't know if God wear glasses. In my, in my brain, he wear glasses. He just put them glasses down there. He was like, oh, you had a couple things to do and you, you didn't do that. <laughs> I don't want to have that conversation. So I'm trying to grab everything that's for me. Cause I, what I don't want to do, dang Dion, is is have him be like, you were scared. I was with you. What are you? What were you scared for? What were you scared about? Everything that you were scared about were in your head. You weren't in no immediate danger. I didn't have you playing in traffic. You made up that fear in your mind. You let the devil win. I'm not saying it's always the devil. You know, sometimes it's person. I don't know. You know, but what I will say is, the enemy does know how to come in and get you at your weakest. The enemy does know when to poke. And what to do. And some of us, I can't speak for y'all. There have been times where I've been real weak. Temptation just, oh, that's all I had to do to distract you? Cool. You know, I don't want to be distracted anymore. I don't want to give in anymore. I don't want to walk that path where I'm not fulfilling everything God has for me. And sometimes that path can be lonely. Everybody is not going to understand. You know, everybody is not going to understand why you can't hang out because you got to work on that business or you can't hang out because you got to study or you can't do this because you're on a mission or you have something to create or if you have something to build or they don't understand why you're hanging out with that person all of a sudden or why you're spending so much time with this person or why you left that relationship or why you entered that relationship. You know, everything is purpose driven. Everything is for a reason and everybody's not going to understand. And it's not their job to understand because when you get up there, 
And he he look at the he gonna be like, you didn't do that because of because you was hanging out with she Amber. <laughs> Sorry, she ain't ready to use you, girl. Like you you didn't do that because you was hanging out with Keith. So Keith was more important. Keith was more important than your purpose. Okay. I don't want to have that conversation. That's embarrassing. Are you not embarrassed? I don't want to be embarrassed by God. That has to be the worst thing in the world to be embarrassed by God. Be like, because what can you say? You can't say, you can't lie. You can't sneak. You can't be like, uh, uh, but, but, but he already knows. He knows exactly what's going on. <laughs> Ms. Debbie says, yes, God's timing is different. I see that on uh, new W and I'm wrestling. I'm resting peacefully on that. Absolutely. Hey, Brittany, long time no. Oh, what's up, Purple Love? But absolutely, God's timing is different. It's real different. It's not always going to happen the way we want it to happen. It's not always going to be in the way we're going to be. But don't let you be the reason why it doesn't happen. I don't want it to be me. So I don't know. I don't want it to be me. So let me know in the comments. Do you want it to be? I don't want it to be me. So let's make sure that we are praying and paying attention. And I'm not saying for us to be perfect. Ain't nobody going to be perfect, but let's try our best to tap in with him every day. Pray. Thank you, God, for one, for waking us up and doing what we have to do. And then two, what do you have me? What are you calling me to do? What do you have me to do? What am I supposed to let go of? What am I supposed to pick up? You know, what am I supposed to stop doing? And what am I supposed to lean more to? Who am I supposed to stop hanging out with? And who am I, who should I start hanging out with? Who should I be spending my time with? All of these things are super important. And sometimes you, sometimes you're fine. Sometimes it, it just takes you to execute. Sometimes you're hanging around with the right people. You're in the right city. You're in the right space. You're just scared. And God is like, I have you. What are you scared for? I'm right here. There's nothing to be fearful with when God is right by your side. Nothing but fear, 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 fear itself. In the ebook and the course, I really talk about this, especially if you just want to get the ebook. I would highly get the ebook. Sometimes it's just right there. And sometimes it's your own fear of like, well, how am I going to do this? You know, I want to tell y'all a secret that's really not a secret, but I'm going to tell y'all a secret. Do you know every, like about 90% of people who are executing and doing anything have no clue what they're doing? A lot of CEOs, executives, business owners, teachers. Well, I, I hope not the doctor's child. I pray they know exactly what they're doing. I pray they know exactly what they're doing. I won't talk about the medical field. We'll leave them. They know exactly what they're doing. We're going to keep that faith <laughs> that they know exactly what they're doing. But I will say anybody out here that's really chasing a dream and, and really out here getting it and you're like, wow, how are they doing it? They don't know what they're doing. They're just trying. They're just going for it. They're just going for it. And I feel like God is telling, if you just would go for it, I got you. I will order your steps. I will place the things in your, in your path. I will get you the books. I will get you the videos. And sometimes it's when we decide and we start searching is when we find exactly what we need. You know, of course you don't have the information because you haven't started to figure out what type of information you need, right? But a lot of people do not know what they're doing, you guys. So don't feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have the answers. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. 90% of folks do not have no clue. If you listen to most CEOs, or most people who have done anything great outside of the medical field, because we are going to have all faith that they know exactly what they're doing. 
they don't have a clue. They'll tell you, I had no clue what I was doing. I was just going for it. And that's the biggest thing is not giving up. You're going to try something. It's not going to work out. It's not going to work out nine times out of 10, the great on the first swing. Then you, you, you just retweak it. You rework it and you rework the plan and you rework the plan and you keep going and you rework it and you keep going and you rework it and you get better. And you, it's a process. It's a process. Anytime people start off on a weight loss journey or, or, or to, to get back into shape, it's not easy. Hey, half the time, I don't know what they're doing. But then once they get on the path, they start, okay, let me change my diet. Let me see. And then they know about BMI and, and weight and all this stuff that goes around with all that, <laughs> you know, or they want to start a business. They have no idea about email marketing and, and what platforms to use. And, and you, they just figure it out as, it, as they go. So don't let what you don't know hinder you from doing what you are called to do. Because you will be given the tools, you will be given the provisions, the people, everything, if you just keep going. Thank you, Touch of Terry. He said, I need this today. He's with you every step of the way. Absolutely. All you got to do is turn around and say, hey, I need your help. Y'all, let me tell y'all a story. <laughs> I ate something bad last night, right? And I had to pray over my stomach. I was like, God, this can't be me because I have to get to it. I have morning motivation. I cannot be down a couple of days with no food poisoning. And I did what I had to do to make to make stuff shake. And I'm back. But I had to pray over my stomach. I said, I rebuke this. Oh, oh no, I can't be stopped right now. I got too much going on. Got too much stuff to do. I can't miss no more morning motivation. I got, uh-uh. I got a word. And I feel like sometimes we'll let the smallest thing stop us or smallest thing hinder us from moving forward or the smallest thing, smallest thing from getting wh where we need to go. Um, for sure. Let's see. Mm -mm -mm. Every out here winging it. Exactly. Aubrey out here winging it. So many people are just like, well, I'm just going to try it. Just try. All you gotta do is just try. And once you try, the fear suddenly kind of goes away like, oh, this is not that bad. It's like we try something and where you're bracing for like the bomb to go off. And then you look around and just like, oh, I'm okay. Hmm, wasn't that bad. You know, a lot of times the things that we are scared of, we build up in our minds. We make them so much bigger than they really are. But if we would just go for it, and even if you brace yourself for impact, you'll realize like, oh, wasn't that bad. I was tripping for nothing. I know I'm not the only one that that's happened to. Authenticating Beauty says, when I accepted, we are all just winging it. I was as hard on myself. Absolutely. And I talk about that in the ebook and the course as well is like, you got to be your own best friend. Got to be very careful how you talk to yourself in the midst of, if, of going down these paths. For sure. How you how much you believe in yourself is crucial. Crucial. Thank you, Danny. I appreciate that. Um, we left the title of others fool us into thinking they know everything. Hello. Y'all think the disciples knew when they was walking with Jesus? Do you think they just they just knew? They was like, where are we going? Who was this person? Why y'all touching my why y'all touching my homeboy cloak? Back up. Jesus was like, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> wait a minute. 
Don't do, don't, don't do that. Don't do that to my people. You know, and I could be, I bet you, Pete, I bet you, you know what? <laughs> I bet you Peter had the biggest attitude too. Peter just seemed like he had a whole bunch of energy that was just like, man, we got to go over there. We got to go, to, we got to go walk. How long? Y'all cannot tell me them disciples wasn't complaining. And Jesus was just like, yep, we got to go. Let's go. Um, <laughs> so we're going to jump into the book. This is really confirming. To, oh, thank you, Aubrey. This is really confirming to me. I had the same conversation with my professor yesterday. Absolutely. Thank you. Good morning, Dia Dia. I needed this encouragement. I'm so happy and I appreciate you, Danny. All right. So it says how we grow. God wants us to grow up like Christ in everything. Ephesians 4 and 15. We are not meant to remain as children. This talks about growing up. It's got being so scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. It says, God wants you to grow up. Your heavenly father, father's goal is real for you, for you, for you to mature and develop the characteristics of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Tracy. I got some euros. Y'all, I'm rich. I got some euros, baby. Y'all know how much 20 euros is? It ain't $20. Thank you, Tracy. I haven't tuned in in a while, but thank you for doing the Lord's work and showing up and encouraging us. Thank you. I just got to let this marinate. I feel like, feel rich. I got euros in it. Thank you so much, Tracy. I appreciate that. Got me some euros, y'all. Y'all can't tell me nothing. I'm fancy today. Um, your heavenly father's goal is for you to mature and develop the characteristics of Jesus Christ. Sadly, millions of Christians Grow older, but never grow up. Y'all know old fools, right? Y'all seen some old people that act like kids. I got some in my family. Not my dad, but I got some in my family. He's like, how old are you? And you acting like you 25, 15? <laughs> it says spiritual growth is not automatic. It takes intentional commitment. You must want to grow, decide to grow, and make an effort to grow, and persist in growing. Uh, discipleship is the process of becoming like Jesus Christ, always being with, always begins with the decision. Jesus calls us and, and we respond, come by, by my disciples, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. See how, see how easy that was. God was like, come on. Matthew was like, I, <laughs> Uh, when the first disciples uh, chose to follow Jesus, they didn't understand all the implementation, all the implications of their decision. They just simply did it. They just simply responded to Jesus's in invitation. They did not know y'all. Y'all did y'all think that if Peter and them, yeah, I'm calling disciples Peter and them. Y'all think if Peter and them would have known what was going to be at the end of Jesus's life, that they would have even came with Jesus. They'd have probably been like, ooh, this, this ain't going to really work out too well. I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to keep fishing. I'm going to keep doing these taxes. I'm going to keep. But they didn't know. So when God is calling you to do something, you might not have all the steps. You might not have all the answers. And he might not be showing you for a reason. Because sometimes if we know everything that goes along with our journey, we're not going to do it. Y'all, when I started my military career, looking back at all the stuff that I did, and all this stuff that I went through and all of the all of the all for 13 years, there would have been no way I would have signed up all those years ago. I'd have been like, uh, I'm good. 
but I really think it was a part of my purpose and my calling and a, just a part of my life. I don't know if it was part of my calling necessarily, but I think it was something that I had to go through in order to meet certain people in order to become who I am today. And sometimes that's just what it is. It's like sometimes you have to go through that relationship and that heartbreak or that bad situation so you can come out being a better, stronger, more more thoughtful person. You know, everything that happens to you, I know we talked about yesterday that everything um, happens by our choices, but some things do happen to you for a reason. You know, especially the things that just happen, especially if like, God forbid, a parent or something happens to you. Um, and I'm not saying everything that happens to us is, is good. Absolutely not. But they all work for our greater good in the end because we are God's children. Because we are God's children, because he loves us, no matter what we went through, the abuse, the trauma, anything, even though it was horrific and it was obscene. And those people are going to pay for what they did. So don't ever think that people have gotten away with what they did. Absolutely not. Everybody accounts for everything that they've done, but it made you a, a better, stronger person. So always remember that he has never left you. Even at times it may seem that way. It says, come by me, disciples, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. When the first disciples chose to follow Jesus, they didn't understand all the implications of their decision. They simply responded to Jesus's invitation. That's all you need to do to get started is just decide to become a disciple. Decide that you want to just follow God's word and his will for your life. Decide when he gives you that idea, that inkling, that, that, that purpose, that, that path that you follow it. Decide. God will order your steps. That's all you need to get to, to, to get started is decide to become a disciple. Nothing shapes your life more than the commitments you choose to make. This is so true. And I feel I want to say this, too, because I feel like a lot of the things that especially in our community, I got to call this out real quick. We make permanent decisions like we're picking out clothes. I don't know who gave us the wrong book, <laughs> who gave us the rhetoric. But when people just like, especially my men, I got to say this. Good morning, Stephen. <laughs> good morning, D. Especially my men. I think if you guys are listening over here, you guys are good. But when men just pick random people to have children with, that baffles me. And just people in general. And and I get it. Some people are young. They didn't know any better. If they went could go back, they would. They love their kids. I, I understand. But if they would go back, they would make a different decision. But we cannot make a lot of the things that we decide to do as a culture, as people, as fundamentally black Americans, as people in America, black Americans, we make permanent decisions off temporary things all the time. And I don't understand. I do not get the logic of people wanting children, but they do not want marriage blows my mind every day to each their own. I don't agree, but you know, cause it's still a permanent thing. You're with that person for the rest of your life, whether you like them or not. Yeah. You might be able to live in separate households, but you're going to see them forever. And not just to 18, you have birthdays, you have holidays. If they have children, your grand, you have to share grandchildren. You're going to have to pick them up from school and babysit them and drop them. That person's never leaving your life. Even if you don't see them, they're always in your life because you're connected by your children forever unless you god forbid pass away you know what i mean so we have to really understand the commitments that we make when we take those jobs when we get into those relationships really really 
think about these things. Nothing shapes your life more than the commitments you you choose to make. And I feel like if we made better, if we understood that, hey, this choice is a commitment. You know, when you start that business, when you decide to go after what God has called you to do, it is a commitment. You can't just back up. You can't just be like, oh, I'm out. Don't work like that. You've committed to something. Even if you don't like it, you got to follow through. That's what it's one thing. Like one thing I'm going to instill into my children is once you start something, there's no quitting. Like you're going to have to finish out. Like if you start a, a, a sport, you can't just quit in the middle of the, the semester or the middle of the, the season. You got to finish it out. You have to finish what you started. If you have committed yourself to something, it's imperative that we com- we continue because our commitments matter. And it says your commitments can develop you can develop you or they can destroy you. But either way, they will define you. Uh, Tell me what you're committed to and I'll tell you what you. Oh, this is a good this is good. Y'all listen to this. I got to I got to I got to rewind it because this is this is good. Nothing shapes your life more than your than the commitments you choose to make your commitments can develop you or they can destroy you. But either way, they will define you. Tell me what you are committed to and I'll tell you what you will be in 20 years. We become whatever we commit to. What are we committing to, y'all? What are we committing to, y'all? It says, Tell me what you're committed to and I'll tell you what you will be in 20 years. If you don't want to be whatever that is today, like if you're doing something today and you do not want it for 20 years, let it go. If you don't want that relationship, if you don't want that man's children, if you do not want those habits, like if this, if it's the smoking, if it's not, if you're eating bad, whatever it is. Whatever you are committed to, look at your life. Everybody, when you get off a of morning motivation, do an assessment. Look at your habits. Look at what the things that you're committing to. If you smoke in cigarettes, you're committed to cigarettes. That's a habit. You know what I mean? If we're not working out and eating healthy, that's a commitment. With good, bad, or indifferent, we make commitments. We're making commitments. So whatever we're committed to today, like if we're not reading, If you're committed to reading, you're growing every day. If you're committed to eating healthy, you're growing every day. If you're committed to working out, exercising, getting your life right, all these things. And of course, because y'all are here, of course, y'all are on that path. Y'all ain't, nobody's perfect, but we're we're getting there, right? But whatever we're committed to, you can't look down that road. And in 20 years, remember, we're doing everything now for our future selves. So our 80-year-old selves can be like, you know what? I'm glad I did that in my 20s. I'm glad I did that in my 30s. I'm glad I did that in my 40s. Because if I had not, my life would be very different. So really assess your commitments. And commitments could be negative thinking. Commitments could be not committing to yourself and not committing to your family, not committing to your choices, not committing to your decisions, not committing to what God has for you. Keep telling God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it later. Just wait. We act like God be on our time clock, like like he could just sit around and wait on us like we run the world. That's why I tell people all the time. The world does not revolve around you. The world does not. And people get so upset, especially like the main character energy folk. They get so upset. What do you mean the world don't revolve around me? Of course it does. 
It might revolve around you, which you think is in this time frame. But y'all, everybody has a shelf life. Your beauty, good looks, good body, all of that has a shelf life. If you don't take care of yourself anyways. You know what I mean? We're not going to be young, beautiful, fine. Stuff sitting right, stuff doing X, Y, Z forever. Okay? So don't be committed to your looks right now. Don't be committed to your body. Of course, look good, feel good, go after the things and, and be in your feminine and all of that great stuff. You know, God gave it to you. Use it. Beauty is a gift. Don't let your beauty go to waste. Beauty is a gift. Absolutely. But what are we committed to? Are we committed to healthy lives or are we committed to like materialistic ones? You know what I mean? What are we committed to right now? Are you, you're committed to a man. Is that a good man? Is that a man that you really see yourself for the rest of your life with? I mean, for real, how you feel, how he treats you. If he never changes, if she never changes, if that job never changes, are you willing to commit for the next 20 years? Dia Dia says, I've been, I've taken some risk, but God always looked out for me and kept me through everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always. Always, always, always. <laughs> D said when I got my first international order. <laughs> yes, I feel rich. I got some euros today. Okay. Feel rich. That's why I'm undecided about dating men with children. And that's a personal choice. I can't tell you either way. That's between, you know, you and God. But oh, I always, I personally believe that people make mistakes, especially when they're young. You know, we don't really, when you're in your 20s, sometimes you don't think long term. You just think about what's going on then. But I'm saying anybody now, we are grown, grown, right? Most of us are grown, grown. I know my analytics. Y'all are from the ages of 25 to about 45. Everybody's grown, grown. So the commitments that we make now, the commitments that we are into now, whatever you're reading, whatever you're not reading, what if, if you're eating healthy, if you're not eating healthy, and I'm talking to myself too. I ain't talking just to y'all. I'm talking to myself too. That's what I'm looking at myself. Get it together. But what we're committed to now is going to be us in 20 years. So if we have unhealthy lives now, buckle up. There's going to be medication, all types of stuff that we don't even want to hold of later down the road. It's up to us. We become whatever we are committed to. It is the point of commitment that most people miss God's purpose for their lives. Chow. What chapter is it? Chapter 23. Purpose Driven Life. If you guys want your copy, go get it. It's down below. Link down below. It says we become whatever we committed to. It is at this point of commitment that, pe that most people miss God's purpose for their lives. And that is what we do not want to do, chap. Many are afraid to commit to anything and drift through life. So remember that fear we talked about? That fear we talked about? Just committing and drifting through life? Many are afraid to commit to anything and drift and just drift through life. Others make half-hearted commitments to complete uh, competing values, which lead to frustration and mediocrity. Others make a full commitment to the to worldly goals such as becoming wealthy or famous and end up disappointed and bitter. Every choice has ex internal consequences, 
So you have better. Oh, this book talking greasy. So you have better choose any way what holy God. Wait, hold on. I skipped the whole part. Choose why. <laughs> okay, let me go back. Every choice has eternal consequences. So you better choose wisely. Peter warns, since everything around us is going to melt away, what holy godly lives should we be should we be living? Y'all, ain't none of this going with us. I know you want that Range Rover. I know you want that BMW. I know you want that big house. I know you want that man and all of those things. All of it is going to dissipate one day. We see that our earth is not doing too good. We have abused her, treated her horribly, and now she is returning the favor. Because us as a collective, and I know it's not me and you doing this, but still, us as a collective, all human beings on the planet, we have, we're killing our, our, our earth, mother earth from greed and power, you know, and I know that there are companies that make, that are making these decisions that could really stop, but their greed is, is far beyond anything else. Maybe they don't believe in God. All I can say is this is temporary. So whatever we're giving up for in the next life and we know, and none of us know when we're, when it's our time. And I know a lot of people don't like to talk about that, but that's true. That's one thing that is a fact is we're all going someday, right? So why not prepare just in case? <laughs> like, I don't get when people were like, I don't believe. That's cool. Okay, well. But what if it, you know what I mean? Like, one thing is inevitable. One thing is for sure. Is that we are going somewhere. Whether you believe it's heaven, hell, uh, reincarnation, somewhere. So wouldn't you want to do the most you can do in the time that you have here to prepare to make sure that you're going somewhere great. Or that when God looks at you at the end of this, he's like, you know what? I'm proud of you. So since everything around us is going to melt away, what holy godly lives should we be living? God's part and your part. Child, childlikeness is the result of making, oh, excuse me, Christlikeness is the result of making Christ-like choices and depending on his spirit to help you fulfill those choices. Once you decide to get serious about becoming like Christ, you must begin to act in new ways. You will need to let go of some old routines, develop some new habits, and intentionally change the way you think. You can be certain that the Holy Spirit will help you with these changes. The Bible says, continue to work on your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who, who works in you to will and act accordingly to his good purpose. This verse shows us two, this verse shows two parts of spiritual growth, work out and work in. The work out is your responsibility and the work in is God's role. Spiritual growth is the collaborative effort between you and the Holy Spirit. God's spirit works within us, not just in us. Oh, excuse me. God's spirit works with us, not just in us. I really do believe that it's a two-way street when it comes to the relationship with God. All we got to do is do our part. All we got to do is do our part. That's it. So what part are you being called to do? What routines do you need to change? With things we need to change, because whatever we're committed to right now, look at look at your life in 20 years. If you make no changes, how's your health? 
If we can fast forward 20 years, I'll be 54. If I don't change a thing, how is my health? How is my life? How are my finances? How is my spirituality? How's my relationship with God? How is my business? Think about the things that we're committed to. And it's okay. Now we have time to adjust. Now we have time to change. Now we have time to be like, you know what? <laughs> Let me get my house together in order because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. But God, I heard you. I'm, I'm on my way. You know what I mean? What can we do to make sure that at the end of everything that we are doing what we are called to do? Changing your autopilot. Let me read this real quick. To change your life, you must change the way you think. Behind everything you do is, is, is a thought. Every behavior is motivated by a, by a belief and every action is prompted by an attitude. God reveals this a thousand, thousands of years before psychologists understood it. Be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. Imagine riding in a speedboat on a lake with auto with automatic pilot set on and it goes east. If you decide to reverse and head west, you have two possible ways to change the boat's direction. One way is to grab the steering wheel and physically force it to head into the opposite direction for where the autopilot is programmed to go. By steering wheel willpower, you by sheer willpower, you could overcome the autopilot but you will feel constant resistance. Your arms would eventually get tired of stress and you'd, you'd let go of the steering wheel and the boat would instantly head back east the way it was intentionally internally programmed. This is what happens when you try to change your life with willpower. You say, I'll force myself to eat less, exercise more, quit Quit being disorganized and late. Yes, willpower can produce short-term change. Aha. Uh -huh. Willpower can produce short-term change, <laughs> but it creates constant internal stress because you haven't dealt with the root cause. The change, the change doesn't feel natural. So eventually you give up, go off your diet, and quit exercising. You quickly revert to your old patterns. There is a better and easier way. Change your autopilot, the way you think. The Bible says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Your first step in, in spiritual growth is to start changing the way you think. Change always starts first in your mind. The way you think determines the way you feel and the way you feel influences the way you act. Paul said there must be a spiritual renewal of your thoughts and attitude. To be like Christ, you must develop the mindset of Christ. The New Testament calls this mental shift repentance, 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 which in Greek literally means to change your mind. Mm, I didn't know that. You repent whatever you change, whatever you change the way you think. By adopting how God thinks. But wait, about your oh, change the way God thinks about yourself, sin, God, other people, life, your future, and everything else. You take on Christ's overlook, Christ's overlook, outlook, and perspective. I love that. 
The way you think determines the way you feel. The way you feel influences the way you act. Okay. So here's the thought of the, the point to ponder. It is never too late to start growing. Y'all, it's not too late. If you are alive, if you are hearing my voice, <laughs> then it's never too late. It's never too late. It says a verse to remember. Let God transform you inwardly and by complete change of your mind, then you will be able to know that the will, you'll be able to know the will of God. What is good and what is pleasing to him is perfect. Romans 12 and 2. And then this is question to consider. What is one area where I need to stop thinking my way and start thinking God's way? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was a word. Amen. Won't he do it? What are we committed to? So all it's saying is if we just try to force ourselves, okay, today I'm going to do this. And we try to force ourselves to do it. Eventually, we go right back to our autopilot. But the way we change everything is starting internally with our minds. And if you're having a very hard time changing your mind, I definitely recommend therapy. And I definitely recommend prayer. You know, God, give me clarity. God, give me discernment. God, give me the discipline, the consistency, whatever it's going to take. But start changing your mind and how you think about things. If that's if The book is saying that is the key. We can't be like God and wanting to move like God if we're not thinking like God. Okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with me today. I hope that you guys have a beautiful and blessed one. For those who missed it, go ahead and rewind it. Do not forget to hit the subscribe button. Do not forget to hit the notification bell. Do not forget to, uh, yeah, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, notification bell, all that good stuff. I hope that you guys have a beautiful and blessed day. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kelsey. So true. This was a message from Elevate from Elevation Church this past Sunday. Wow. Okay. Love it. So a lot of you guys are getting confirmation, which is a great thing. And that's what I always pray for. I always pray that whatever we talk about or what we speak of is going to just help and just help better you on your plan and your purpose and help all of us get closer to God, have a more purpose-driven life. Because that's what it's all about. It's all about living in God's purpose for us. But I hope you guys have a beautiful and blessed day. I'm super proud of y'all. Keep doing the work. Keep showing up. Um, we go live each and every weekday morning here on YouTube at 8 a.m. Eastern. So true. Them. Okay. Thank you all so much for all the kind words. Thank you for my euros today. I feel so rich. I feel so rich. <laughs> and I pray you guys have a beautiful one. I'm going to stay tuned for a few more comments. If you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, do not go at, you do not forget to get the ebook and the course, the course if you guys use my birthday code that I gave you guys on my birthday, you can get 50% off on the course. Um, I fixed it. The discount code wasn't working, but I fixed it. It should be working now. If you guys want the ebook on how to be consistent and disciplined, it is down below as well. And if you guys decide to get the course, do not get the ebook because the ebook comes with the course. Thank you so much. And there's so many steps on discipline and consistency. I went live on Instagram yesterday, so maybe I'll go live. Uh, one of these days to tell you guys all about the course and ebook uh, and all of that stuff. But I hope you guys have a beautiful and blessed day. Keep doing God's work. Love you guys. Thank you, She Amber. I hope you guys have a beautiful, blessed one. Please keep God first. Keep going. You got this. God is on your side in all things. Just live in his greatness, okay? Love you guys. Have a beautiful, blessed day. Catch y'all later.